Hello and welcome to the Travelling Ergonomist podcast. I'm your host, Kirsty Angra, and my job as an ergonomics consultant is to educate people on how to get their bodies into neutral postures. And in today's professional world, with the prominence of agile and remote working, ergonomics is more important than ever. So sit back, relax, and let's navigate the workplace together. happy to have had Josie King on the podcast today. She's a fellow ergonomist based in South Africa with an undergraduate and master's degree in human kinetics and ergonomics. I've known Josie for a couple of years now and she's brilliant. She assists companies and organizations with the development, education, implementation of cost-effective ergonomics programs. And in this episode, we talk about the uptake of ergonomics in South Africa with new legislation coming out to include ergonomic strategies and she gives us her top advice. I hope you enjoy. So can you also, for people who are listening, just let us know who you are, what you get up to, what is your role and and all of that? Give us a bit of your background. Um, So at the moment, I work for a company called FormFunk and I'm their certified ergonomist there. And pretty much in South Africa at the moment for the company, because it's an office furniture company, I do a lot of the office ergonomics and I'm sure as you know, we say when people ask us we're an ergonomist, people straight away think only office, but ergonomics is very broad as we know. Um, But then a bit of my history, so I studied at Rhodes University in the Eastern Cape in South Africa and I ended up leaving Rhodes with an MSc, so Master of Science, in a degree called Human Kinetics and Ergonomics. So. Yeah, it's great to hear that we have in South Africa, we've got, we've got universities that allow for ergonomics, but we're still trying to educate people to understand what the term ergonomics is. So any, any hope of a PhD after this master's that you've just done? Uh, yeah, I think so. It'd be quite cool to call myself Dr. King. I think so, definitely. <laughs> so one day in the, in the vast future. <laughs> if you were to study a PhD then, is there a topic that you would have in your mind or is there something that you've been working for the last few years in this field? Is there a topic where you would think there's a gap in the industry that needs to be studied or researched or just something needs to be researched even more so? That's a hard one because there is, I think there is so much that we could do. Um, But from that question, the one reason why I actually left the academic world was because I needed to experience the practical world, you know? And I think we find ourselves so often, especially with ergonomics and actually any field, that we end up like splitting ourselves between academics and practical and we don't actually work together. And I think that for me was one of my reasons why I didn't stick and was like, oh, let's just go the whole way and do the PhD. Was I was like, I actually don't know anything about the practical world and it's going to take time, but it's, it's getting there. But yeah, I think the older I get and the more I'm in the practical world, I will start figuring out, okay, this is something that we need to do. And yeah, there are a few things, um, but I think I need a little bit more work in the practical before I actually say like something significant on this podcast. (laughs) I think I completely agree with you. I I have a lot of people saying to me, Kirsty, you've been doing ergonomics for eight, nine years. Isn't it about time you study your PhD? And I'm thinking, well, 
the thing is I don't really know what I'd want to study it in and like you I think the only way I personally this is my personal opinion that I could study a PhD is if I've worked in the practical format for enough years to understand well what are the gaps what can I study what can I research to you know add value to businesses completely hit the nail on the head yeah (laughs) I, so okay we're, we're on the same wavelength there I like it I really, yeah. really <laughs> but for those kind of people who don't understand what ergonomics is why is ergonomics so important to humans and businesses like, like why so for me I think ergonomics is so important again I'm putting on the term that it's so broad and it can be used for everyone or anything and I think it's so important because as an ergonomist, as ourselves, we actually care about the user and the client or the employee. You know, it's not, it's not just about the end result. And yes, we, we, we're not going in there and then saying that we don't care about productivity or getting the task done. We're there, but we actually, we want to worry about the user. And I think as an ergonomist, the one factor that I can use an example is that we actually, we care. And we, we care about the user. And if we actually care about the user and the clients or the employees, we'll actually start to see the productivity increase, see the task get done better. And I think it's something that more companies need to worry about and need to actually be like, this is an important thing. And ergonomists are actually really, really needed. You're right. I mean, the, the whole topic, the whole subject of ergonomics is humans and how humans act, interact with their environment so of course it's important and it's actually vital isn't it from our perspective yeah. yeah you know i mean it's just we i think we also kind of we get lost in the way of working that we just need to do everything and get going and we actually need to sometimes take a step back and be like what are we doing to ourselves what are we doing to the individuals around us and that's what we actually need to start caring more and more about Oh, completely agree. Definitely. So what's the uptake of ergonomics like in South Africa? <laughs> yeah, so South Africa, love this country. It's amazing. But we, we can be a bit slow sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, very exciting news. So I was at a conference about a few weeks ago, um, and it was all on ergonomics. So we had aviation, mining, military, we even had the, um, of the government in ergonomics and wellness was there. And we actually have some quite exciting news that the legislation is kind of in process and it's there that ergonomics is going to be implemented into the workforce. So really that it's going to get going. We don't know how long it's going to take, but I think it's, it's there. So, so that's very exciting. So, so right now, without that legislation, what happens? So at the moment, you know, again, ergonomics is not like recognized per se. In okay. So people go, we don't need to worry about them before. We only have to worry really when someone has got discomfort or pain or injury. And as you know, ergonomics is a preventative uh, discipline and we want to prevent all of these injuries happening. So I think employ, uh, like companies, they don't feel the need for it just yet because it's not really on paper. They only worry about it once the injury has occurred. Yeah, the big corporates and the big companies, they're there, you know, they they understand the wellness and the need for it. Mm. So we're getting there. So do we know when the legislation is going to come out or what's going to happen? What does it include? 
So we there's a draft out, um, and so you can go and actually read up on it. Okay. I won't go into huge details about <laughs> it because it's pages and pages. So it's there, it's written. It's just now more of a we need to kind of sign it off. Okay. So that's how close we are to it, which is very exciting. That is so exciting. Good on you, South Africa. This is good. This is good progress. <laughs> Ergonomics is obviously it's up and coming now, which is brilliant. When you walk into workplaces and you go and do your training or your workshops or your assessments or whatever you get up to day to day, are you noticing some specific trends in the workplace? The, the word trend is always, I always found it an interesting thing because is it a trend, like something that people are like, yes, this is the latest thing and then gets debunked and thrown away or it's like actually something that's really going to last long. But I must say the one trend that I have found a lot when I go into is the amount of times people say to me, oh, I'm the healthiest person because I stand all day. No, that's not, that's not really <laughs> healthy actually. There's many different people and if they stand all day you're gonna get musculoskeletal disorders you know but because it's oh sitting's the new smoking so I must stand all day yeah and again that's trying even though it's just a trend and someone's heard it through the grapevine and that's where I find going in there and trying to change people's minds to trends by educating them the right way that actually stand and sit do some stretching do some of this it's all about movement it's not about one thing you're absolutely right so with the standing trend, do you think that it's something that's going to stay? Do you think this, this idea of standing desks and standing at work is a, is a work task that's going to stay for the future? Or is it just this trend that's going to come out of fashion in a few years? I hope it's going to stay because okay. I hope it's going to stay in the sense, not to stand all day, but more to kind of, we need to do this movement in the office. We need to stand and sit and do this. So it definitely is a positive trend because it's making people more active. If it's going to last long term, I hope so. But also humans, to be honest, we are a bit lazy. And, <laughs> you know, when we need to get the job done, we sit in one position and someone to tell you that you're now meant to stand every 15 minutes or whatever it is. It, we are. But I think overseas, you guys are very good at it. What I've noticed is we everyone has a standing and sitting desk. So I think... If overseas and the first world countries keep up to date with it, I think the trend will carry on. <laughs> yeah, true. So from your experience then, what is the, because I get asked this all the time as an ergonomist, I, what, how often should I sit? How often should I stand throughout the day? What, what is that ratio from your perspective? What do you recommend to people? To me, I, I always recommend to people that it's not about the time limit like you don't want to be sitting at your office all day and feel like you're doing a workout and every 20 minutes your phone's vibrating and now we've got to stand or whatever <laughs> I always say to humans and it's a tough one because I think we're all very bad at it it's like it's actually about listening to your body and if you have a day where you're feeling tired and fatigued there's no point in you standing up because you're going to stand up badly you're going to stand in an awkward position and you're actually going to cause more damage so if you feel that you need to sit for however many hours take a seat but if your body's screaming at you and telling you they're uncomfortable sitting mm-hmm. then stand up so that's kind of what I always say and if people really want if people are those type of people that want a time limit for everything what I do is I send them I'll give them a few readings and be like well these are the scientific studies and yeah. they've all changed so pick and choose which one you want <laughs> you're right I'm the same there's not really any 
proper research that suggests a specific timeline is there. It's just how much you interrupt sitting and how much you interrupt standing throughout the day. And that's, that's what we recommend. It doesn't even have to be standing. I mean, I say to some clients, I'm like, well, instead of having a two liter water bottle on your desk, why not just have a small little glass and then walk up and fill it up every five minutes instead of you sitting all day. That's also breaking the sitting all day as well. So little things can help you. And it's just teaching people that it's not all about a time. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely, I completely agree with you on that one. So, are there is there anything else that's that you're noticing in South Africa specifically? Yeah. So the one other thing that I probably have started to notice, and I don't know if it's the same as overseas, but it's more of these collaborative working spaces. So it's not any more about every person having their own desk and a little room and a thing. It's more about we've got these different environments for you to go and sit in this area and have a meeting here or going to your emails while having a cup of coffee. And to me, I think those that's also quite a cool new future of the office area that I'm very excited to see it expand. I agree. This, it's so exciting because it allows someone to actually move away from their workstation and, and find a new environment to work in. And again, that's, as we say, it's all about movement. It's change of posture. And that's just helping people to be more dynamic in the office environment. So are you finding it at the moment, is it, is it a difficult sell ergonomics? No, definitely. It's very hard. So <laughs> I actually, I was laughing at um, a few of your uh, podcasts when you said, because I, I was like, this is exactly what happens to me when you said that people go around and they call me the chair lady. And I was yeah. like, yep, that is me. <laughs> and it's amazing. I mean, I get called every different thing, you know, the chair lady, the exercise guru the you know (laughs) i mean my best one that i've ever had is was i called i was called the ergonomist doctor so i was like oh wow that's that's not too bad (laughs) you'll take that yeah i'll I'll take that one yeah (laughs) better than the chair lady well you you're obviously suffering with the same things that other ergonomists are around the world where it's Mm -hmm. often ergonomics is a bit of a battle to get through to some businesses not all some businesses you know are ready for us they're open to it how do you change someone's mindset? Yeah, that's, that's quite a hard <laughs> question to answer. Um, so to me, I think it's purely, I think the number one thing is actually trying to read the human. So mm-hmm. you, as, as humans are, we're all different. So you're going to have some humans that have this wall and there's actually not much you can do to kind yeah. of break that down. Um, and other people, yeah, you know, to me, it's all about just like being an open dialogue, asking them what they think I am, asking them what they think ergonomics is, and then kind of letting them know mm-hmm. what we can actually do. And yeah, it's, it's, it, it is a hard sell, but I think you've just, you've got to read the person correctly and don't kind of go at them going, this is all the science that I've learned and the years that I've studied and because people go, oh, we don't really care about that. So yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. We don't want to hear all of this. We just want the final answer. So try to read the person and try to read the right way to talk to them about it. No, I, I absolutely love that, that you said that because it is about reading the human. It's about reading what's going on in the room. Like you say, some people love the science and the data and some people find that way too much, way too confusing. And as you know, ergonomics can be a bit confusing sometimes. Yes, very confusing. People still don't understand what you do. 
<laughs> I mean, I've been doing ergonomics now for eight or nine years and my mum and dad still don't really know what I do day to day. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just go, it's fine. I've got a job. Yeah. I'm earning money, mum. I'm all good. <laughs> I want some of your top tips then for businesses. If they're, if they've got staff that are injured or they're just suffering from discomfort or the business just wants to flourish a bit better and be a bit more productive. What are your best kind of tips for a business? So mine would be worry about your employee. Okay. At the end of the day, your employee is someone that you should be worrying about. And it's not just about throwing a chair underneath them or changing the way the factory is, or whatever. It's actually asking your employee what they need and what they want. And, you know, I think, if you want to look at it like the productivity way to help businesses, I think business need to realize that if you, if they care about your employees, your employees are going to care about your business and they're going to put in more effort. And that to me, I think is at the end of the day, you know, mm -hmm. it's not about the latest product that you're buying. It's not about putting a fancy sign saying that, you know, be better to yourself and healthier and eat an apple yeah. a day. It's actually sitting down and talking to your employee and being like, Listen, we actually getting people in, an ergonomist or someone, a wellness coach to come and talk to you because we care about you. And yeah, so that, I think that is my number one, number one. thing that I always say. So is, before, before you give me any more, I want to, I want to explore this some more because okay. I have, I've worked with a few South African clients and they say, and I completely agree, by the way, it's all about the employee. They should worry about it. But a lot of people say to me, well, I don't want to open a can of worms. Yes. How do you yeah. deal with that? <laughs> but to me, it's, you know, you say you open a can of worm, but it's also like a, what's it called? Like a hot pot. Like if you just keep on putting on it, one day it's going to explode. And then you're going to have to deal with the explosion and everything as well. So why not like kind of nip it in the bud at the start and get exactly. it going? But as South Africans, we are, we... <laughs> We, we, we keep going until the end. It doesn't matter, you know. I mean, I deal with clients and they're like, oh, well, I deal with the pain and it's fine. Like, but you don't have to. If you just do this, you're going to not have the pain anymore. So we, we, are, a, we are kind of a hard bunch as South Africans. So we, we just kind of get going and we do the job. But I think by educating them and by telling them that actually you don't have to feel this way if we actually just fix it from the start, then you won't have this whole can of worms that you have to deal with. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, I agree. I think, like you say, is opening this can of worms really that bad? Because at the end of the day, we are going to help your people. And ultimately, the business is going to be successful as well with that because you're going to have healthier, more comfortable staff. Yeah. You're going to have people that are exhausted and hate their job and don't want to come in because they actually feel that the company cares for them and that they feel comfortable in the office or in any environment. Exactly. Yeah. No. Okay. So that's your, that's your top high level one. Any mm. other snippets of advice to give to businesses or what they should be thinking about? Yeah. So again, I think the other big thing for me would also probably just be education. You know, okay. education is key. And I know I have said it, you know, there's no point of you just giving someone a new chair or a sit-stand desk and they don't understand the benefits. I mean, we see big corporate companies we, that they've gone and bought every single person a sit-stand desk. <laughs> and actually, if you went around and did the data, how many of them actually know the benefits of 
sitting and standing. So to me, yeah, it would be any product or anything needs education. And again, it needs an ergonomist to come in and do a presentation or showing the benefits of the wellness that you can bring into the office. So you spoke earlier about, um, in, well, in South Africa, more and more collaborative spaces are being designed in offices, which mm. is amazing. It's really cool to see. Is there anything else that you're seeing coming to the forefront or what does the future of the workplace look like in terms of your mind or what, it, what, what should it be like? So I think collaborative working space is huge. I think the other thing that companies need to start incorporating is kind of this very flexi hours of working that I'm seeing, but it's also becoming bigger. And, you know, companies need to be aware about the future because the future is changing and the workplace characteristics are changing, you know. So it's not only baby boomers that are in the working force now. We have millennials, we have Generation Z, and, you know, I'm sure you're going to speak to a lot of people in the company and they're going to, oh, well, millennials, they must just deal with it. And actually, <laughs> no, sorry, boss, you actually need to deal with it because this is the new generation and that's how they work. And, you know, I must say, I, I always say it with like my parents or my dad, if I go see a client at 12 o'clock and then I'm not going to drive all the way back to the office, I go back home and yeah. I have a phone call and my dad said, oh, can you talk in the office? I was like, oh, no, I'm at home doing emails. I said, oh, it's such a nice, easy life not doing work. I'm like, no, no, I, I am doing work. <laughs> I don't have to do the nine to five. So I think that to me is the future of the working world. And yeah. I think, yes, it's not going to work for every company and it's not going to work for a lot of areas like factory working or, you know, um, anything that's kind of, you do have set times to do it. Sure. But I think for people that can have flexi hours, I think it's something that people need to be aware of and that how, Millennials, Generation Z, we actually, they're, they're hard workers. We are, and we'll do the job even if it's at 12 o'clock at night instead of <laughs> 8 o'clock in the morning. So well, You're right, though. It's, it's more efficient, you know, rather than you spending an hour to go to the office. If it takes you 20 minutes to get home, then surely that's just common sense. That's, you're going to be more efficient. Yeah. And I think, I think the biggest factor and the biggest scare about this whole new flexi work is a trust thing mm-hmm. and trusting your employees that they're actually going to do it. And I think that is the hardest thing because people say, well, at least I can see my employees sitting in the office, but it doesn't mean that your employees actually doing any work. We need to be aware also that this is happening mm-hmm. because I'm sure you can say like with, you know, our ergonomous brain is ticking, but people can't be sitting on a couch on their laptop all day. Cause that's not very good for the body, but knowing the right tools and educating people that don't sit like that all day, sit like that for an hour or so yeah. and go here. So I think that's where ergonomics needs to work quite a bit with designers and architects if the collaborative working space is going to expand. From an outsider's perspective, you have this misconception of a designer and what they do day to day. And we, we assume that they're just looking at colors and fluffy materials. But in fact, <laughs> they have actually speaking to my friends they have a ridiculous job and they have to deal with so many different people so many different aspects so we just have to be less judgmental and just support them in that process yeah and hopefully by that they're going to start supporting us and actually using us and I think that's what we need to do believing in one another and believing that their job is important so is our job important and 
not to kind of just kind of push it to the side as you say they're not just looking at fluffy pillows or something exactly it's true though that they're, they're really not obviously that's part of the end result but at the beginning yeah. they're looking at everything from the building design and everything from the outside inwards and how that affects people so i think you're right i think that was the perfect point to make was to be less judgmental of each other well it certainly sounds like you are so passionate about ergonomics josie <laughs> you're just a you're an you're an ergonomics nerd like me i like it that's why we're friends that's why we connect well exactly <laughs> thank you so much this has been amazing i'll see you soon all right thanks so much we'll chat soon bye, bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.